Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the show that takes our favorite properties and read. Uh, I was gonna say reduces them. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the show that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit of a, like brainstorming fan fiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she/her pronouns. I'm Tanner. They them. <laughs> the heat. <laughs> yeah, it's a hot one. It's getting hot in here, so hot. It's a climate crisis, so take off all your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about that today because I don't think I could make it funny, aside from that one joke just now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lindsay, this week, I am bringing to the table the cartoon, but not for very much longer, Jowlin Showdown. Yay! You watch Jowlin Showdown. I'm pretty sure you watch Jowlin Showdown. Yeah. For those of you who didn't know, Jowlin Showdown was a cartoon that aired on the kids WWWWB from 2003 to 2006, and it followed four kids who were the chosen to be the Jowlin Dragons, which were like these mystical kung fu warriors, and each of them had the power over a classical Western element. So we had Omi who is a precocious little obnoxious... I didn't like Omi very much as a kid. He was annoying. Yeah. He is shaped like a ball. (laughs) And he's yellow. And you know what? I don't think you could get away with that these days. But I guess everyone was fine. Because it wasn't... I mean, he was Asian. But he was the only yellow character on the entire show. There were plenty of Asian characters on the show. And only Omi was literally yellow. Yeah. I don't know why he was yellow. I have to assume... It was a, just a stylistic choice from the creator who, oh, what is her name? I want to double check. Uh, Christy Hui. And like, she's obviously Chinese. So like, she knows things. And so the fact that she was probably behind that, I'm, I'm fine with. I can live with that. But still, it is very weird saying, yes, here's this little Chinese boy. He's bright yellow. Mm-hmm. He's not yellow in this anymore. <laughs> Nobody's yellow. Anyway, he's the dragon of water. Yes. Uh, then we had uh, Kimiko Tohumiko, who is a tech-savvy, fashionista, Japanese girl, and she's the dragon of fire. We had Raimundo Pedrosa, who is a snarky Brazilian surfer dude, and he's the dragon of wind. And then we had Clay Bailey, who's a sta- strong, steady Texan cowboy, who's obviously the dragon of earth, y'all. Yep. Picture a cowboy. That's Clay. Mm-hmm. He is as wide as he is tall. Yes. He even has a hat. He does have a cowboy hat along. He has his gi, his traditional kung fu gi, and then a cowboy hat. (laughs) Texas, y'all. David Carradine is rolling in his grave, probably. Mm -hmm. And then they, uh, their sensei was Master Feng, who's like this very stereotypical Chinese sensei guy. So I guess he's not a sensei then, because that's a Japanese word. Uh, Sifu. Oh, thank you. Um, And then they had Dojo, who's a little dragon who's snarky, and he he sounds like a celebrity, but I can't place him. Yeah. Maybe Part a little bit James Woodsy, Like a, a diet James Woods? Maybe. They probably got some comedian. Um, I mean, no, they wouldn't, because it's a, a kid's show on the Kids WB. They got the same seven voice actors that they got for all of their shows on the WB, probably. Yeah. It just feels a little Mushu-ish. Oh, d- yeah, there's definitely elements of Mushu in there and probably just a little bit of uh, James Woods' Hades. Yes. Um, but, like, 
listen, it was a kid's show in the early to mid 2000s. Half the cast was probably Tara Strong. <laughs> and their enemy was Jack Spicer, teen evil genius, who's like this pale as fuck redhead little kid who makes robots, and he unlocks a puzzle box containing the evil Wuya, who's the Haylin witch. Haylin is the general term for all of the evil people on the show. And she mm-hmm. was turned into a ghost by Master Dashi, who was the creator of the Shengong Wu, who are all these mystical artifacts that have been scattered across the world, and now they're all activating, and so it's a race between the Xiaolin dragons and the Haylin forces in order to collect as many as they can. And if two people touch an unclaimed Shengong Wu at the same time, then it's a Xiaolin showdown. And they must declare a game that involves however many feats of strength or skill or whatever, and then the winner gets to claim the Wu. Okay. It's, you know, it's a fairly complex premise, and they lay it out pretty easily, like, right at the beginning. Probably because, yeah. you know, the characters speak for themselves. Like, Raimundo, Clay, and Kimiko show up at the Xiaolin Temple, and Nomi's like, who are these people? And Master Fung's like, these are the dragons. It's Clay, Raimundo, and Kimiko. They look exactly like their character descriptions would sound. Mm-hmm. And basically, this is just a battle series, so... Yes, there is a pretty strong overarching plot in the first two seasons, and uh, some people claim that it continues in the third season, but that's debatable. (laughs) Um, Basically, it comes down to Jack really isn't as evil as he likes to think he is, and quite often will team up with the Xiaolin dragons in order to, like, not die. Yeah. Um, But in the second season, a new big bad shows up named Chase Young, who's this hot, evil kid who used to be like the chosen one and then he ate some bad soup and now he's an evil lizard man but he's still also hot we can improve that (laughs) we can make him hotter (laughs) and also give him a better motivation for being evil so yeah yeah mm, so again the evil soup is from season three (laughs) okay um chase young shows up and he's like, now I'm like the new big bad, and I'm going to fight you guys. A lot of the, the series stuff in the middle is just character development and showing the dragons become closer to one another. Shockingly, there is never like a romance subplot between any of the... Well, it would have been between Kimiko and someone else, because obviously it was 2004. Yeah. But I'm surprised they didn't even do that. Like, it was all platonic, which was nice. Yeah. And, uh, but that's not going to happen on ours, and you'll know why as soon as I tell you the, the, <laughs> the prompt. Okay. But, and then the season finales would have, like, these huge battles where, like, everyone's whipping out as many Shengong Wu as they have, and there's, like, time travel arcs and alternate dimensions, like, people's souls being sucked from their bodies and getting turned into cats. (laughs) That's Chase's other shtick, is that he turns the people he defeats into cats. Okay. You do you, Chase. (laughs) Chase, we have a lot to unpack here. Yeah. (laughs) Chase, do you wish you got turned into an evil cat boy instead of an evil lizard man? Chase, are you living vicariously through your cat army? Someone has to stick cat ears on them. (laughs) Uh, The third season introduces yet another big bad. His name's Hannibal Roy Bean. He's a bean. Yeah. He gave Chase Young some soup that made him evil because Chase Young wanted to be young forever, and Hannibal Roy Bean is like, I'm an evil bean, and I'll say you should eat the soup and you'll be young forever, but also evil. And Chase is like, Oh well, it's a living. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hannibal Bean looks like something from uh, Adult Swim. Yeah, imagine if Woody Harrelson was a bean. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, and then the third season is also about, like, the reveal that actually, even though Omi has been the lead of the show, Raimundo is supposed to be, like, the chosen leader of the dragons. And so he's elevated to, like, the greatest rank that a Jalen dragon could be. And then, like, basically, at the end, all the bad guys show up at the temple. And it's like, okay, guys, yes, we're going to keep fighting. Yeah! And that's how the series ended. We can do so much better. Um, oh, I, you know we can, because hey, guess what? It already got rebooted. Oh. In 2013, there was a revival called Xiaolin Chronicles, which was bad. Oh. So the animation style was completely changed, and everyone looks way less stylized. I can't tell if they're either more stylized or less stylized, but either way, it's, it's bad stylized. Everyone was promoted to the same rank that Raimundo was, so it's like, you're not special anymore, Raimundo. Uh, apparently, there was like half the season had an arc about Kimiko being set up as the chosen one this time, but they're like, actually, no, it's Omi again still. Also, they introduced two new characters. One of them is a new villain named Shadow, who's, she's like Chase Young's new minion, and she's kind of flirty with him, and then it turns out that she's technically his daughter because he made her out of his rib. And then she continues to be flirty with him. I'm really not liking how biblical it got. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's not good. Um, yeah. The other new character is Boris Antonio Ralph Jean-Pierre Gali Legrand IV, who is literally just Omi, but with green glasses on his head. And he's declared the dragon of wood. And they also, they say, your name is too long. We're going to name you Ping Pong. Please don't. So, yeah, now we have an, another little, literally bright yellow Asian kid who's an exact replica of Omi and is named Ping Pong, which is... If it, that's not racist, it's getting dangerously close, and I feel like like I can I can pass on Omi, because I feel like Christy Hui comes in and she's like, I think Omi should be bright yellow, for stylistic reasons. And I'm pretty sure when Christy He was trying to get this uh, these Jalen Chronicles off the ground, the network came in and was like, you know the little yellow Asian boy? We need two of those. Usually they don't do that. Y yeah, so, mm, no, ping, no ping, I can tell you right now, no ping pong. No one liked ping pong. Ping Pong kind of reeks of Scrappy-Doo, so... Oh, Scrappy's got nothing on Ping Pong. Oh, Jesus. Now, to be fair, I have not actually watched Jalen Chronicles, because I appreciate my well-being. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't look at Scrappy-Doo and say, hey, are you a racist stereotype? Yeah. So anyways, this week specifically, I am giving you... Today, I am serving... The CW Xiaolin Showdown. <laughs> it's hotter, it's sexier, it's live action. <laughs> it's hot, sexy Power Rangers, except we don't do the whole morphing and have giant robots. You know, arguably Power Rangers is already pretty sexy. If you look at the cast... Yeah, that's I true. Mean, talk about extruded hunk product. <laughs> I mean, the Instagrams alone, it's... Whew. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one gift from Golden Girls of, oh, I forget which character it was, but she sprays herself down. Anyways, the CW Jalen Showdown, that's right. It's, we don't need Mojo Jojo's hot teen son. <laughs> because Jack Spicer already has an affinity for the Shen Gangu that turns him into a monkey boy. Oh, okay. This is, I don't know if we're going to keep that fully in the show. 
because that might get weird. But yeah, definitely in the cartoon, Jack Spicer's favorite woo was the monkey staff, which gives you the agility of a monkey, but also slowly turns you into a monkey. And Jack's like, yes, I love being a monkey. I mean, the prehensile tail is useful. Also, the monkey king. From the art I've seen, you can make the monkey king rather hot. We don't have time to unpack that right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to start off basically the same way that the cartoon did, in which Omi is basically an orphan who's been raised his whole life in the Jalan Temple. And then the Wu start activating and Dojo is there and Dojo is going to be a puppet. Yeah. It's a little bit Farscape in here, too. Very Farscape. Except, I mean, because he, he's a, a, like an Eastern-style dragon. So he's very yeah. he's serpentine with just two little hands. And that yeah. whole, like, very stylized head. So he could easily just be a hand puppet. <laughs> he's a Muppet. Yeah. Jojo's a Muppet. <laughs> jo- Jojo the Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> um... Also, his thing is that he knows when a woo is activated, but it's like an allergic reaction. <laughs> like, oh no, I've got hives because a new woo is activated. <laughs> and then instead of like the four dragons showing up at the temple, because this would be an hour long series, so we can get more like character stuff in there. Obi yeah. has to like get on. Do- oh yeah, because Dojo can also grow to full size so that they can fly around on him because this is also very much a globetrotting adventure. Cool. It's four dragons searching for the same five stones. It's starting to sound like uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> um, anyways, so instead of all the dragons showing up at the temple, it's Omi and Dojo have to fly around and gather them all one by one, because that way we can actually... We rarely see the dragons in their natural habitat. So, like, there's yeah. two episodes with Kimiko's family, one with her dad, one with her sister, I think, and then two episodes with Clay's family. One with his dad and one with his sister. Um, Raimundo, as far as I know, doesn't have a family. There is an episode where, like, he has to go save his hometown, but, like, we don't get any backstory from him. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. that There's there's almost no backstory for the dragons. It's all just... The, your, your, all your character stuff, everything important in your life begins when you get to the temple. So, no. We're, yeah. we're having establishing character scenes so that Omi can go visit Clay on the Bailey farm. He can go visit Raimundo, like, at the surf competition. And Kimiko at, like, her dad's video game company. And we can have, like, like they've already kind of discovered their Jalan elemental powers. So, like, Clay is using his earth powers to help with the harvest. And Raimundo is using his wind powers to, like, get sweet surfing, air, sur- surf. He surfed good. I think we could, maybe we should move around the elements? I don't want to do that. Okay. I think we, there's a, there are going to be some elemental stuff we're playing around with. But I like the fact that the elements are where they are because... I like how the person with the water powers is the show lead, and then the person with the air powers becomes, like, the team lead. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, like, the Chinese elements are different. Okay, and I was thinking that, too, and we will get there. Okay. (laughs) I just have to establish the pilot. (laughs) Okay. So, um, also, the fact that Omi is water means that there's... And Ramon is a surfer, which also never gets brought up in the cartoon. I didn't know he was a surfer until I was literally reading his character description off of TV Tropes. Oh, wow. So clearly that's just something that was, like, put on, I don't know, the WB website or some shit. Yeah. Um, but we can have Ramundo start surfing, and, like, he, we clearly see him using his wind airbending, basically, to surf good. And Omi's like, I don't like this guy, and then uses his water bending to mess with Ramundo. Yeah. Um... 
And then we go to Kimiko, and Kimiko's not using her, like, powers to help her life or whatever because he can't really use fire in the tech industry. That's ill-advised. But she's probably Mm -hmm. using it for, like, Instagram purposes. Yeah. Kimiko is absolutely a social social media influencer in this, or at least that's how she starts. Probably not nearly as self-centered, but, like, this is her... Her, her income is social media and her dad's giving her allowance. Yeah. I can see her sort of doing aesthetic things now. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, wow, the fire effects in your photos are so cool. Like, how'd you do that? And she's like, oh, you know, it's just filters. <laughs> but yeah, they all, they're all gathered like, you're the chosen ones. And they're like, oh, no, Jack is uh, at the, I don't know, a temple in Japan. I can't remember where the Mantis flip coin was. I want to also keep the same Shengong Wu. At least for the pilot, because the pilot, the first three they found was the Mantis Flip Coin, which lets you flip real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two-ton tunic, which like you, you, the powers activate whenever you say their name. So you act, you say two-ton tunic, and then the tunic you're wearing it because it like turns into a suit of armor. Um, cool. And then uh, Omi and Jack had to do a Jalen showdown for the Eye of Dashi, which is like an amulet that shoots lightning from it. Okay. The, it basically goes exactly like that. They find the Mantis flip coin in Japan, and Jack's able to get it first. They find the two-ton tunic in Greece, and the dragons get a hold of it, and then they do the showdown for the Eye of Dashi, and it'll probably be the same situation where it's like, we have to jump. And Jack's like, I have the jumping move, so it's easy. And always like, I have the move that makes me heavier. What do I do now? And the solution <laughs> was, Omi like, takes off the two-ton tunic and slams onto Jack and then activates it, so he falls to his, not his death, but falls to his loss. Yes. And then the dragons come out at the end with all three Wu that activated in that episode. And Jack's like, oh man, I lost. And Wu Yao's like, I fucking hate you. I'm going to murder you the first chance I get a corporeal form. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the other thing. So Jack like is aligned with Wu Ya because he got a puzzle box from his parents for his birthday. I, we'd never see Jack's parents either. But I think the implications, like they're always away on evil business. <laughs> Which for the purpose of this show can just be normal capitalism. Yeah. But, like, they give him a puzzle box. It's like, here, entertain yourself. And he does it and unlocks. And Ruyo's like, I am an evil spirit. And Jack's like, cool. Because Jack's Jack Spicer seems like her emo hot mess, so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> between, listen, between Jack Spicer and Raimundo, I think that many people who didn't expect to be attracted to guys came out the other end attracted to guys. Yeah. Kimiko probably did the same thing for girls, but it's like, character design for uh, animated girls follows so many of the same things that's like no literally anyone could have been your key yeah yeah it's more highly specific characteristics yes G- girls didn't realize that they're interested in girls because of cartoons they just realized what kind of girls they were interested in Mm-hmm. like me and you know seeing helga sinclair <laughs> <laughs> what about Sa- what about sailor uranus I think when uh, Sailor Moon got to that part on YTV, we had, Dad had decided to get rid of the cable for cost purposes. Ah. Uh, the first see, time? By the time they got to the Outer Senshi, for me, it was no longer cool for boys to like Sailor Moon. Aw. Yeah. Tragic. <laughs> Shout out to Princely Women in Suits. You're my favorite gender. Yeah. Oh, the Bifonin. Uh Anyway, Shallon Showdown is, I, I do feel like because it is an hour show, it probably wouldn't have, like, full 22-episode seasons. It'd probably be closer to, like, maybe not 13, but probably, like, around the 15 point. There's also, there's yeah. a lot of filler we can cut, because oh, yeah. even though the second season is, like, markedly better than the first, it probably has also more filler. 
And like it, it ra- vacillates rapidly between intense character-focused drama and like developing the chemistry and the relationships and dynamics between them, and this random filler where there's an evil French plant and you have to find the Shengangu that specifically gets rid of evil French plants. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing, but it's filler. Yes, although I, I would say maybe, maybe we will include the evil French plant, but like <laughs> expand on him. His name is Gigi. He he grew from a cursed seed. Just, just <laughs> maybe Gigi is like Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Basically, Gigi is French Audrey. Yes. <laughs> um, well, one thing the first season did is it establishes a good rogues gallery of villains because it's not just Jack and Booya. I mean, the, all these villains just kind of start working for Jack at some point. But you've also got Catnape, mm-hmm. who is literally just Catwoman, but a teen. Cool. And Jack. I don't remember if Jack actually had a crush on... I think Jack had a crush on her, but she didn't care at all, um, which means she's a lesbian. <laughs> there was also Tubby Mura, who was a fat ninja, and that was most of the joke. But I think we can still make it work without the punchline just being, ha as a fat ninja. Yeah. Um, and then there was Chameleon Bot, which was just a robot that could uh, mimic everyone's. There was Vlad. He was Russian. <laughs> There was Panda Bubba, who is an evil businessman who kept on trying to take Kimiko's dad out of business. Uh, one time he found a Shengongwu that turned everyone into zombies, but like voodoo zombies, not undead zombies. Okay. And yeah, so just expand on the rogues gallery. Let them continue to recur so that there's... Just have various forces amongst the Heilin and make it clear that the Hei, maybe they're all on the Heilin side just because they oppose the dragons, but they're not necessarily going to work together. And this is yeah. why quite often Jack Spicer has to come crawling to the dragons for help. Now, remember when you said the Chinese elements are different? Yeah. Yes. Important note about Chinese elements, the Wuxing. They don't have an air element. They have a metal element. And a wood element. And a wood element. They have, yeah. they have, they have five elements. Yeah. And so, there was a character in the first and second season who only appeared for one episode in the first and one episode in the second season. His name was Jermaine. He mm-hmm. was this cool black kid from New York City mm-hmm. who showed Omi how to be a cool kid in New York City. The episode, his debut episode was called My Homie Omi. Okay. And everyone, as soon as he showed up, everyone loved him. Everyone thought he was the coolest guy. Everyone loves Jermaine. Yeah. Most fanfics you will find have Jermaine joining the dragons as the dragon of wood. Because <laughs> even at that young age, we were smart enough to know... Oh, there should be, like, a wood element in this. Yeah. Clay is very obviously about, like, rocks and stones and dirt, and so we need Jermaine to be like, hey, plant powers, or something like that. Yes. So some of them have him join as a dragon of metal, because that's another Wuxing element. Also, you can parlay that into light and electricity, which is what metal does in Wuxing anyways. Yeah. So, we are going to have Jermaine join... Oh, yeah, that's another reason why everyone hates ping pong, is because they're like, why didn't you just put Jermaine in the main cast? Yeah. So we are going to have Jermaine show up in the first season, and then he'll be a recurring character. Second season, congratulations, we're promoting you to regular, because we've discovered that you are actually a Xiaolin dragon. You're the dragon of wood. And then that whole, like, one of the arcs going through the second season, alongside just the Chase Young situation, is that these are quite the wrong dragons, because, like, there's there's time travel involved in the first season. So actually, maybe this is like a first season finale situation, but it involves time travel, where Omi goes back and he meets... Master Dashi, who was the creator of all of Shengong Wu. And in, in our version, when he goes back, he's also going to learn that originally there were five Xiaolin dragons. 
There was mm-hmm. water, fire, earth, and then wood and metal. Yeah. And so when he comes back, he's like, we have to find the dragons of wood and metal. And Raimundo's like, well, wait a second, but what about me? And Omi's like, oh, I guess you fucking suck, Raimundo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Raimundo, I guess you're just the dirt worst. You're just the weakest link. Omi takes the longest to warm up to Raimundo. Like, he gets along with Kimiko very soon because Kimiko teaches him about video games. And he likes Clay because Clay is also very zen. And so, like, it's it's quite easy for Clay to actually get into, like, the, the Zhaolin, like, temple aesthetic kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, but Raimundo and Omi are constantly butting heads. And the fact that it is Raimundo who is chosen to be the leader at the end and not Omi is like, it's almost played for drama. But since this happened in the last episode, Omi's like, you know what? I respect you now, so I'm okay with this. Um, but no, in this, Omi and Raimundo are going to just be constantly at each other's heads. Okay. So Omi would be like, you fucking suck, Raimundo. And then Master Fong would be like, it's entirely possible that Raimundo was supposed to be the dragon of wood uh, because wood does cover the air element in the traditional elemental system. So, you know, maybe it's just that you have more power over that instead of the more literal example. Maybe you should start training with, like, wood stuff. And then maybe that's how we get an evil French plant, is Raimundo's like, Mm -hmm. I call upon the power of the plant life, and the plant life is like, we're evil now. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh wait, actually, you know what? No. Here, (laughs) just now, I'm thinking, we're going to expand on Gigi. This is Gigi's purpose, is that he's accidentally created by Raimundo, and because Raimundo is not actually the dragon of wood, they have to find a real dragon of wood, because this whole time is like, we just have to find the dragon of metal, and then we're complete. And then Jermaine shows up, and he's like, obviously has the power of wood on his side. And he's able to defeat Gigi, and Raimundo's like, so what the fuck am I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This can also play into some of the stuff where, like, Quite often he tries to go out and solve things on his own. This is a flaw that Omi has, but of course Omi does not realize this until it like, gets possessed. Yeah. Um, but with Raimundo, it can very easily play on how like he goes and does stuff on his own. He like sees a Wu activate without anyone noticing and just goes and gets it. And they're like, Raimundo, that was totally dangerous. And Raimundo's like, you don't even care about me. You don't understand. No one respects me. Mm-hmm. Eventually they'll agree that like maybe Raimundo doesn't quite fit into like the thing but he's clearly a dragon and he clearly is on our side so we're not gonna like excommunicate you or anything but I'm thinking like maybe by the end of the season Raimundo won't feel like he's a dragon and he's gonna like just hand in his gi and he'll still help the gang but Mm -hmm. he's not gonna consider himself part of the team quote-unquote and he's Mm -hmm. gonna give his position to Jermaine and this whole season we're still not gonna know who the dragon of metal is what's going on here we're busy dealing with the lizard man (laughs) Sexy lizard man. (laughs) He he shows up and he's like, Hello, I'm Chase Young, and I'm the most evil person you've ever seen. Look at all my cats. (laughs) Um, Also, for some reason, so even though Chase Young is the most famously evil person, Omi incredibly idolizes him. Jack also incredibly idolizes Chase Young, but we can just write that off on Jack being extremely gay. Or bi, or, you know, Jack is not straight. We we all know, Jack Spicer, you're not heterosexual. Yeah. Um, but even o- Omi's like, Chase Young, you are the most evil person who we've ever heard about. And Chase Young is like, but what if I taught you a secret to your Shen Gong Wu? And Omi's like, wow, Chase Young, you're the coolest guy alive. <laughs> um, so I think it has to start with Chase Young. Like, m- they don't know he's Chase Young. Like, maybe this, like, yeah. oh, the legend of Chase Young where he fell to the dark side and he's, like, the most evil person. He's the equivalent of Lucifer for just the history of the Xiaolin dragons. And then this conveniently hot guy shows up and he's like, Hi, I'm Mace. And he's like, cool, I have a crush on you now. Teach me everything you know about magical martial arts. <laughs> yeah. 
And then it wouldn't be until like a few episodes later where Chase Young is like, I'm Chase Young. And then he's like, oh no, the evil suit man. <laughs> I, I am keeping the suit because I want to keep just a little bit of the ridiculousness, but <laughs> better okay. motivation than just, I want to be hot forever. Yeah. Or may, no, maybe, maybe we can keep the motivation as I want to be hot forever, but give a better, better reasoning. Or maybe even just say Chase Young was not as cool a guy as we all assumed in the beginning. Yeah, he could just be a narcissist or whatever. Or, yeah. Um, I was just thinking of like Power Rangers Jungle Fury with the one villain. Like, yes, he got possessed by the big bad, but at the same time, he was kind of a jerk off who was an entitled little bastard. Honestly, Jared from Power Rangers Jungle Fury is one of, in my opinion, the most interesting villains in Power Rangers because for most of the series, you never know whether him being evil is because of him or because of the evil spirit possessing him, like, mm -hmm. until right at the end. And it's, it is hard to parse. I could probably do a full video essay on trying to figure out where Jared ends and Daishi begins. Um, but they do draw a more clear line at the end, which starts off Jared's redemption, redemption arc. Yeah. Um, Chase Young, I feel like with a situation would be like, because he was, you know what, he was probably like one of the first Jalen dragons. And yeah. he was probably the best warrior. And then over time, that just got equated into being like the most noble and virtuous and true. Mm -hmm. um, and then he fell because he was seduced by the darkness and it's tragic. And then we could like have a flashback or even do another time travel situation where they go and they meet Chase. And no, Chase is actually almost as much of an asshole as he was back then as he is now. It's just that he was, well, for one thing, history is written by the victors, and yeah. Chase won, won most of the battles against the Halen side. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's very full of himself. He thinks he's the best dragon, and then when given a choice between give up your, like, give up your youth and your power for the next generation, or hold on to it, but be evil, he's not going to consider that a huge sacrifice to just be evil. Yeah. And so, yeah, the suit, the soup did nothing. The soup just made him immortal. It never made him evil. We could even have a thing where it's like, uh, he gives the evil soup to, he, actually, I think in the cartoon, he did give the evil soup to Omi to turn Omi evil. But then it turns out that no, it's just normal soup. And Chase Young's like, I thought the soup was supposed to turn you evil. And we're like, no, you were always a bad guy. And Chase is like, no, I'm supposed to be a tragic villain. You're not that tragic. You're fucking John Walker. Yeah, like, truly, he's probably, like, trying to lord over the other dragons, like, any of you could fall just like me. And then dragons were like, you weren't that great to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, now while this is going on, remember Jack Spicer? Remember our good friend Jack Spicer? Yeah. <laughs> remember my childhood crush, Jack Spicer? Mm-hmm. Uh, remember how he does machines? Yes. Remember how the element of metal has to do with also electricity and stuff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Season finale. Who should help the, the Jowlin dragons take out Chase Young? It's the dragon of metal, Jack Spicer. And then there's poor Raimundo. Yeah, Raimundo sitting in the background like, that doesn't even make sense! <laughs> Clearly will walk over. Well, actually, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at the foreshadowing from the past two seasons, Raimundo's like, shut the fuck up, Clay. <laughs> um, so then the third season. No beans! The beans are cancelled. Yeah. If Hannibal shows up, it's going to be the actual Roman general. Yes! <laughs> Was he the guy with the elephants? Yes! And one eye! He's going to show up with some fucking zombie elephants. <laughs> Fuck your cats, Chase. I have zombie elephants. <laughs> and I don't even have to do it with both eyes. 
I can do it with one. I play Skull Mammoth in attack mode. Fuck you, Flavius. <laughs> Fuck you, Scipio Africanus. <laughs> it's at this point that we will discover that's right, Moon's power, well not this point, but like at some point in the third season, you know, while they're dealing with the elephants, is that they're going to discover that uh, Raimundo isn't the dragon of air. He's the dragon of Aether. Okay. Which now Aether doesn't technically exist in Wuxing, but that I think that honestly helps because then it is this thing removed. It is much like how the quintessence is like a thing removed from the other four in like alchemical elements. Yeah. In the Wuxing, we can say, like, Raimundo isn't part of the cycle of the dragons. He is something new, something that hasn't been seen in a very long time. And that's why he's, like, the chosen one to be the leader. Ah. And they're like, well, Master Fung, how do you know this? And Master Fung is like, because I was also the dragon of Aether once. Okay. And you know what? Who else was a dragon of Aether? Was Master Dashi, the guy who created the Shengong Wu. How do you think he was able to do it? Okay. We we see him creating Shen Gong Wu like in the past, and it's really just like, hmm, wouldn't it be cool if these chopsticks could make you shrink. Ha ha! Changing chopsticks. Boop boop. <laughs> he just creates a new puzzle box to trap Wu Ya in out of a rock, and Nomi's like, "You could do that the whole time." Like it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so basically that would be like season three would be very much so about the history of the Shaolin dragons. So, like, we would delve in a little bit more into Chase's time, and we could say, like, Chase Young was one of the first alongside Master Dashi and, you know, four other people. Um, and then uh, Master Fung was there alongside. Master Meng Guan is, like, another character that gains more, uh, like, purpose in the third season because he's, like, their new master. When Master Fung is like, I have everything I know. Go talk to M Master Meng Guan. We can say that Master Meng Guan was, like, the dragon of Earth when Master Fung and his whole crew was there. But very much like third season is the legacy situation. Um, and also, like, it'll focus especially on Raimundo and Jack Spicer because Raimundo is going to be like, I, I went from thinking I was a chosen one to thinking I was nothing to learning I am like the second coming. <laughs> Bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. And Jack Spicer is like, I, I'm evil. My whole family is evil. Everything I've done is about being evil. And someone's like, you don't have, you're not that good at being evil though, but like we've won a lot of times when we teamed up with you. Mm -hmm. Um and then maybe we'd actually meet Jack's parents for once. And they'll yeah. join like they'll take over the supervillain role, they'll throw their lot in with Chase and Hannibal, where I feel like Chase would still end up being the main villain, but Hannibal is also gonna be a major threat, and it would very much be like the dragons versus Chase versus Hannibal. Yeah. Ruya is probably going to throw her lot in with Hannibal because he's even more competent than the last two people. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, there was also, I forgot the first season finale, and we can reuse this for our version too. It involves um, Wuya getting a hold of the reversing mirror, which is a mirror that causes a Shengongu to have the opposite effect. Oh. And then she uses in tandem with the serpent's tail, which is makes people able to walk through walls like they're a ghost. Mm -hmm. So if a serpent's tail makes a normal person ghostly, then it can turn a ghostly person back to normal with the reversing oh. mirror. And so she does that to get her body back, and yeah. like she's a hot witch now. Oh yeah. Too bad we can't afford Michelle Yao. Yeah. What? Well, mm, it's only for a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Ming-Na Wen? Oh, Ming-Na Wen would, would actually be perfect for this. Yeah. Ima just imagine her with, like, the, the facial markings and, like, this long red wig and the, like, the, the spooky drapey witch cloak. Yes. 
and and she doesn't wear any shoes. So just for the people who need that, there you go. <laughs> hey, Wikifeet, you up? <laughs> She's like Scarlet Witch, but Kung Fu. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like Chase Young would be... Mm, I want to say Ludi Lin. Okay. Mind you, mm, no, I was going to say he's too wholesome, but he played Zack, who was like a D-Gen in Power Rangers, so yeah. it still works. Yeah. Um, the, the, the main four dragons would be unknowns. Jack Spicer might end up being someone who's like a child actor that grew up enough, but I yeah. feel like he'd also be an unknown. Uh, and same with Jermaine. Yeah. We could comb Degrassi alumni. I think almost like a good chunk of Degrassi alumni are old, too old too. It's been like five years since the last season. Oh, okay. Yeah, it got canceled, remember? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> How am I supposed to know what the team's like without Degrassi? <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, that would, that's like the three-season plan. I'm sure, like, because we're expanding on several people's roles and, like, introducing more dynamics, and there wouldn't be nearly as many Shengong Wu in these first three in these three seasons because of the expanded runtime yeah. and also just the fact that we're cutting a lot of the chaff so we could easily like we have woo we have additional source material that we can use for the fourth season yeah it just wouldn't be happening at the same time that it did in the first three parts mm-hmm. um but this is like by three season vision at the very least and if we got canceled after three seasons i'd be okay with that because yeah. it like it would end with the halen forces defeated and you know we have our we now have our six dragons back together yeah and also, the couples are together. Because, hey, it's the CW. We gotta yep. have some kind of shipping. Yeah. Now, keep in mind the fact that there is only one girl. Yes. And, I, I, yeah, I could have introduced more women. But I think this is a show for the gays. Okay. <laughs> um, and Catnape is a lesbian. So maybe we'll have an original character who is Catnape's girlfriend. Yeah. Actually, oh, you know what? If we bring in Shadow... Maybe Shadow can be a four-season addition, and she doesn't have a weird incest subplot with Chase. Yeah. And then she can date Catnape. Yes. I like that. Because, um, like, honestly, the only time Catnape shows attraction to men is for Raimundo, and that was clearly just as a trap. So, like... Yeah. And then Omi and Raimundo are going to get together. Because, obviously. Yeah. We gotta fill that enemies to lovers... It, it has it has the dynamic of Zutara. Yes. With the elemental themes of Katag. Yes. You get the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. And it's super gay. <laughs> I feel like Raimundo would be bi. Yeah. And Omi has never experienced attraction in his life. He's... I would say he somewhere between Demi and Ace... That's possible, but, like, it's very easy just, like, he... Or just that oblivious. I was raised alone. I was raised alone in a temple in yeah. the middle of nowhere with a dragon and an old man. There has never been a person for me to direct any affections to. Yeah, just so oblivious. And I have just met Raimundo. And I'm having a lot of feelings in my body that I've never felt before. I've decided they're hate. <laughs> and then... Two, two and a half seasons later, oh, italicized O. Oh. <laughs> um, Kimiko, I don't know, maybe Kimiko gets together with Clay, because they're what's left. Or she could get together with Jermaine. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who Jack's going to get together with, but he's very bisexual, so. 
we can develop other characters. Like yes, I'm trying to think other people his age. I'm mm, well. You know what? If <laughs> between Clay, Jermaine, Kimiko, and Jack, really, we could have any combination. Yes. Um, as for the Wu fights, we would probably have to tone them down a little bit just because since it's live action. And we wouldn't have a huge budget, although, again, shorter seasons means we can save money and put it towards the Wu fights. Yeah. A lot of them would have to be CGI. That would be way better than, like, trying to do practical effects for these. Yes. Um, but that's probably better because, A, it makes, like, it makes them seem more otherworldly. Like, it's, they, tr- like, when you declare Xiaolin Shodown, it's not just, oh, we're gonna flip to the top of the mountain. It's like, as soon as you declare it, like, the mountain grows a thousand feet high, and, like, the ground falls away, and, like, these pedestals burst out of the ground, and it's like, it enhances the area. And so, like, you enter the game dimension when you declare a Jaldin showdown. Um, and so we can, like, do it all in CGI, and that, like, it just enhances the otherworldly nature of it. Um, and then when we do have practical effects for other things, it just makes them pop more. Okay. Yeah. I guess... <sighs> I don't know how much of a requirement for prior martial arts training we should give the actors, so... They definitely need to have, like, training so that we we don't want every single thing to be stunt doubles. We can... There's a lot we can get away with because since they will be fighting with the Wu, like, we can put practical and special effects in there, but, like, it doesn't all have to be, like, specifically martial arts. Like, we can, like, pull off a few moves and then you whip out, uh, what was it? It was, like, the third arm sash, which gives you a third arm. Yeah. In the form of a sash. And, and also wire just, work like, and all that. and Yeah, it's like just grab and swing. So, uh, someone's going to have to learn how to do like rope dancing or whatever it's <laughs> called. Like when you're hanging from the tapestry. Yeah. We'll get we'll get that one guy who does like the pole dancing D&D TikToks. <laughs> arch- pole dancing D&D archery TikToks. Yes. <laughs> he can, we'll, we'll ship him in from the UK so that he can be like a one-off villain. Mm-hmm. I also feel like with Raimundo in particular, like. Good way to show off some capoeira. Yes, that that's like supposed to be, be his style. Okay. It specifically is capoeira. Yeah. And so just get that more. Plus Raimundo has like his uh, favorite Shengamu is the Storm of Swords, which is a sword. But it also, if you spin it around, then it creates a big gust of wind. Cool. But yeah, they, they all have a, a favorite a favorite woo. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, Omi's was the Orb of Tornami, which just fires huge geysers of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimiko's was the, I think it was the Falcon's Eye. Okay. Or it may, hers actually may have been the Eye of Dashi, but like when she used it, it summoned like torrents of fire instead of like lightning bolts. Um, and then Clay's was the Fist of Tebigong, which was just a big fuck you fist. Mm-hmm. And Clay is a cowboy with the power of Earth, so he's the easiest style, because it's just punching and occasionally throwing in a lasso. Okay. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a Wu that would go well with Wood for Jermaine, so we might have to just invent a new one for him. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what? We give him give him the Tangle Web Cone because it, it's a comb that it's like shot like tendrils and stuff, and he can use it to like shoot like brambles and thorny vines and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then Jack. I mean, we know Jack's favorite was the Monkey Staff, but I'm trying to think of one that has a little bit more to do with metal. Yeah. I don't. Jack. Jack gets transformed a whole bunch of times. He got turned. He gets turned into a monkey a lot. He got turned into a plant. He got turned into a fly once. He never got turned into a cat by Chase. Maybe that's what, uh, like a subplot. Is that I really want to serve my fealty to Chase, and will turn me into a cute cat boy. And Ruby was like, "That's not how it works. You complete imbecile." <laughs> oh, 
he can have the jet bootsu, which were literally rocket boots. Because also Jack flies around with, like, <laughs> a backpack that has propellers attached to it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have, I remember that. We can have that get destroyed, and then he uses the jet bootsu, and he does do the shit. Like, so, like, like as they get better, they can, like, shout the name of the Shengongwu to activate it, and then shout their element to, like, power it up. So, like, his, like, defining moment after finding out he's the dragon of metal and then denying it. And he's like, you know what, fine. Jabutsu, metal! And, like, they fly off faster than they ever before, and he does, like, a big metal kick at Chase's head. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be a cat boy anyways! And then, like, was one of the other dragons walks up, like, Kimiko walks up to him, like, you still want to be a cat boy, don't you? Like, I kind of want to be a cat boy still. <laughs> <laughs> Have a, have a mini arc about Jack just coming to realize I I am a dragon and I'm bi and I'm a furry. We're making a lot of personal discoveries today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, the CW will have furry representation. I feel like somebody in some writers' room has been itching to do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's everything I've got for Jalen Showdown. Can you think of anything you'd like to add? Uh. Nah, it seems pretty pretty set for three seasons. And you know what? WB as an entire corporation is free now from AT&T, so... Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're gonna make art for art's sake. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. I'm so glad the huge corporation that has almost as much a monopoly as Disney does... I spent too long saying that WB doesn't seem as bad because they don't rub their properties in our faces, and then they went and made Space Jam 2. Yeah. Which hold the whole premise is look at how many things we own. I think the one saving grace of WB for a long time was that uh, they allowed their creators to kind of do whatever. Yeah, and you know what? It seems like they're still doing that. But, like, again, because it's a monopoly, all it takes is one regime change for they to say, actually, no more homosexuals ever. Mm-hmm. But we'll deal with that later um, when we storm their offices with torches and pitchforks. But for now, <laughs> we are going to grab onto the friendship promo at the same time. And I'm going to say that the winner is the first person to download the episode of the podcast that I'm going to be promoting when I edit it in and post. Cool. <laughs> Gong Yi Tenpai! <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Jake. I'm Josh. I'm Shannon. And I'm Alan. And we're the Cool Kids Table, a RPG podcast about shitty teens. And magical girls. And really bad D&D heroes. And just any other stuff we can get our hands on. And our D&D heroes aren't that bad. We didn't actually plan what to say for this, so I hope you're into people flying by the seat of their pants and just incapable of playing game systems correctly. And bad puns. Wonderful puns. So you can get all this and more every other Sunday over at the Cool Kids table. And, and you, you can, can sit, sit with, with us. I feel like my segues just get more and more deranged each time. It's honestly for the best. This is true. <laughs> it's, you know, if you end a podcast with the same number of brain cells that you started with, something's gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym 476 It's Lindsay spelled with an A. And you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not if I boot you first. And they're pronounced, it seems like it's some kind of invisible box. That almost drifted into a Boston accent.
I don't think I can do a Boston accent on the fly. Listen, there was an episode with a mime. The villain was a mime. Clay had to fight a mime. I'm going to make the mime appear for more than one episode. <laughs> and the accent is... Let's see if I can do it. I parked my car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> wicked. It's I'm, some wicked good Shengong Wu. I'm going to... See, that was drifting into New York. <laughs> I'm going to Korea to further my Korea. <laughs> Uh, anyways, the first season of the Big Bad is going to be Lay Mime. Yeah. Anyways. You can also email us at notifyrebootyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite use of, Sh- of Shengon Wu. That's also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof first read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast, your YouTube, even your DeviantArt. Not If I Reboot You First is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about the show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex aka Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional territory of the Cree, Sotol, Assiniboine, and Métis. Um, yes, and remember to stop Justin Trudeau from suing survivors of residential schools. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, don't forget that you can buy this episode yourself. That's right, it is not an NFT. It's not a fucking NFT. Uh, basically, if you donate $5 to the North Central Family Center, the link is in the description, uh, we will put your name on a spreadsheet saying that you own this episode or whatever episode you want to buy. Cool. So, Lindsay. So, Tanner. Next week, the time has come once again. <laughs> yes, true believers. <laughs> the, the two pods, forever entwined, <laughs> shall once again cross over. <laughs> As the kids, both the kids and their dog, shall be with us once more. <laughs> and the sacred prophecy will be complete. <laughs> <laughs> we must do our uh, yearly ritual. Is that do spell with two O's? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, tune in next week. It's gonna be a Baja Blast, but not if we reboot you first. Bye.